Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for, wow, it's already March the 4th. In the year of our Lord, 2023, this is our one of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips as we use the supreme, you heard me, the supreme law of the land to restore the republic. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And welcome to the broadcast. You know, this show is unique in the industry. A lot of shows are three hours a day, five days a week. We did that for a long time. You know, we've been on the radio for 26 plus years. But you know what? For a long time, we did a three-hour show Monday through Friday. And then I got thinking, man, there's too much news. Got to do more. Got to do a four-hour show, man. And then I got thinking to myself, that is insane. No one can listen to four hours on the radio. And even if you could listen that much, who wants to listen to only one host that long, right? And so I decided that's insane. And instead of doing a three-hour show, I dropped it back to a two-hour show, but I added Saturdays. And so that you know decreased the time from 15 hours a week to 12 hours a week. But what it did is it added another day. So six days a week, we'd bring to you news the networks refuse to use so it's a little less time on the air but yet it's around the clock a lot more because six days instead of five uh we do take a break on the sabbath as the good lord asks us to do Uh, but i bring this all up to say that we have less breaks less commercials than anybody in the industry by far and we have news at the top of the hour and the bottom of the hour i know that's mainstream news and it's not perfect but you know what it's great news Compared to the mainstream, you know, it's not super liberal. Uh, Both organizations have Christian viewpoints. Uh, They're more mainstream news than I would like, but you know what they do for us? They give us time for every talk show to go ahead and get the guests on, to, to call if somebody's not available, to go to the restroom, to do things that just normal people have to do to coordinate radio shows. So it gives us time to do that. The other thing that the top and the bottom of the hour news does is let us kind of keep an eye on the enemy. A little bit because it is a lot more mainstream i don't think the people who deliver it to us are the enemy i just think that the the main news that that you know runs out of the main stream sources is just not very helpful news for the most part but it is great to keep an eye on them and know what they're talking about and know what they're doing because when they bring up stories we can always grab that same story that same topic that same item of interest and make sure we put a constitutional perspective right We bring the scholarly research of the Founding Fathers forward to our day to apply it to modern-day stories and and issues that, you know what, you get the liberal slant, you get the socialist, the communist slant, you get the mainstream slant, and then you get us to focus on it in a way that, that in my opinion, brings relevancy to you and to your lives. Um, The last thing that the top and the bottom of the hour news does for us is if something's late-breaking, we've got the story, we've got the news. You see, if an earthquake happens and these big news-gathering organizations that are watching it 24-7, then they report on it on the bottom of the hour. Hey, we've got it on your radio. That's why this radio network is called Liberty News Radio. 
of course, LovingLiberty.net right alongside there, our national syndicator. But all I'm telling you is that, look, it's news the networks refuse to use, big time. We've got it all. News, wall-to-wall coverage and commentary on incredible stories, right? Anyway, I don't mean to digress. I want you to understand who we are, though, and what we do. We're very, very unique in the industry. And I know a lot of people would say, Sam, why don't you just build your own news service, buddy? Hey, we tried that. Myself and my dear friend Joel Skousen, worldaffairsbrief.com, did that very thing. And then we lost our funder. And then the person who was doing the news for us passed away. My dear friend, the late Will Grigg, incredible writer, incredible commentator, just a, just a hero of a guy. Uh, and for those of you who want to say I'm a racist, Will was black. Don't care. He was one of the best news reporters ever in modern day. In other words, somebody that I knew, incredible gentleman, one of my dear friends, somebody who I loved and appreciated greatly for his brilliance, his knowledge, his, uh, I mean, the guy was just fantastic. Anyway, I'm so sorry we lost Will. My whole point, though, is that, hey, we lost our funder. We lost our main news guy. We could build another news network. But you know how much money it's going to cost to create a news network to do 24-7 news around the clock? Yeah, top and bottom of the hour news or even bottom of the hour news, whatever. You know, five, eight hours. I'm sorry, five, eight minutes of news per hour around. You know, less than 10 minutes of news per hour. Hey, to do that around the clock, even if you don't do it 24-7, you leave the nights, say, midnight. Hold on a second. Alexa, would you stop? I don't know how she got in the mix, but there you have it, right? <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, I digress except to say to do that, you know, it would take probably $250,000 a year to get done. $300,000 a year. You say, Sam, really that much money? Well, yeah, because how many news reporters do you have to have and how much do you have to pay them? Let's say that you have, uh, uh, what, five news reporters? Let's say you have four news reporters, and they each take a six-hour stint. Well, you can go ahead and do that. Just say four news reporters that take a six-hour stint. Let's say that you don't use the six hours in the middle of the night. You know, you can skip a few hours. Uh, that's fine. So you got four guys. But if somebody's sick, now you've only got three guys that have to work more, right? Well, how much are you going to pay four guys? 50 grand a year? Well, Sam, it's not a full-time job. Okay, 30 grand a year? Let's say you pay them half-time and they're worth $60,000 a year. Half-time for four guys is 120 grand alone. Right? Now, you got to have the overhead. you got to have the servers. you got to have the infrastructure. you got to have the satellite feeder, a way to distribute your news, FTP sites or whatever <laughs> else. Okay? It's a big road to hoe. Anyway, I digress except to tell you that, hey, so I'm all about building a news network. I'm all about building uh, talk shows and doing these things. And I spend my own money a plenty on it. That's for sure. I spend more money in radio overall than I make. But I will tell you this. We need a news network, written and radio. But now to do a written side, to flesh out stories, to vet stories, to do the journalism, you know, now you've exploded this to probably take a million dollars a year. Hey, I struggle to get people to put in five bucks, man. I'm just telling you. Wow. So there it is. I know I digress, and I know a lot of your listeners that are listening continually uh, are familiar with a lot that I speak of. But I really wanted to highlight that because I want people to understand the top and the bottom of the hour news are my friends. 
because they provide stability, they provide late-breaking information, and we've found two of the best networks that we can find. They're not perfect by any means, but they're very good. Let me give you some quick examples. Salem Radio News is who we take at the top of the hour. Why? Because they have the least onerous barter agreement, the least onerous barter agreement. What do I mean by that? When we run the news, we get it for free. They let us run the news, and we then run a radio commercial for them that's included in the news. So that's five minutes of news, one minute of commercial, four minutes of news, right? We run their commercial, and then they sell the commercial, and they get paid. We um, benefit because we get the news, but we broaden their distribution, making their commercials worth more. So it's called a barter. And I know the folks over at the uh, Southern Poverty Lost All Credibility Law Center, uh, I know those folks say that I allege or I suggest or I a claim or I this or that, that that's how it works. But you just go find out and study the industry. Anybody who knows what they're talking about will tell you that's factual, not a debate, not a claim. It's real. So anyway, we take their news. Well, Salem, remember, they're the ones that backed 2,000 mules. And they're the ones that are, for the most part, a Christian organization. And they're also the ones that their hosts reviewed the evidence of 2,000 mules and doubled down in defense of it, saying, hey, this is beyond probable cause. We need answers here. So Salem's far from perfect, and they're plenty mainstream. I get it. But they're way better than CNN and Fox, who wimped out. Now you find out all these Fox News organization uh, personnel on the air talked about election integrity problems because they knew that would bring ratings. Uh, but they didn't believe it themselves. They weren't honorable to it. Behind the scenes, they had different opinions. And now court's proving all that to be the case. So Salem, way better than Fox. Uh, so you got to then say, all right, out of all the groups, how many news services can you get? Fox News, CNN, NPR, Salem. You know, there's very few choices. So we use Salem at the top of the hour. We use USA Radio Networks at the bottom of the hour because they're similar. They're a Christian organization. They have Christian origins, and they're, again, and why do we use two different news services? Because they cover different stories, that's why. Because they have different viewpoints on stories, and our goal isn't just to take one source. So the bottom line is we get five minutes at the top of the hour, three minutes at the bottom of the hour. That's eight minutes of, of uh, news coverage, if you will. But it's only two minutes of news at the bottom of the hour and four minutes of news at the top of the hour. The other two are bartered commercials. So in other words, we really get six minutes of solid news and two minutes of commercials. 25% of the time out of the eight minutes is used to pay for the service, if you will, on barter. Anyway, I wanted you to know how that works. I also want to challenge any of you out there who want to be critical of us taking news. What will we put in place of the news? If we don't take the news, then we just got to run something for five minutes at the top of every hour and find something for three minutes at the bottom of the hour or change our clock. But you've got to have breaks to run proper radio. You've got to. And so I challenge anyone to come up with a better solution that solves all the things I have hitherto mentioned, brings to the table value, as I've mentioned. Most importantly, though, that doesn't get stale or old. And if you can find a better 24-7 news service, let me know. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world.
More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Carlson now with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Yes, sir. Without God, we cannot win, Sam. Without God, we cannot lose. Without freedom is the Lord, so we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. All right, welcome to the broadcast. There's so much to discuss. <laughs> Uh, do you want to sound off a little bit on the points that I'm making? It's, it's about news. People criticize us all the time for the news we have on the network, saying Sam is just too mainstream. It's like the enemy news, you know? What do you say? Yeah, well, whenever conservative news ever gets to the point where it uh, it becomes successful, they have ways and means of suppressing it. So you get what you get and you don't throw a fit is kind of the attitude. But you still get the information. You know, people criticize me sometimes for listening to NPR. And I tell them, well, I'm paying for it. I might as well get some benefit from it. But, you know, a lot of times they do report a lot of accurate information. All right. Chris dropped off and is breaking up there. No, no, no good cell phone connectivity. We'll work on getting Chris back. In the meantime, I just wanted that news information to be out there. And I want to really offer to anybody, if you have a solution for us that makes sense, call me. And I've heard other radio networks, and I'm not trying to be critical of them, but they, they start at zero, zero, and they you know, take longer breaks or more commercial breaks. Do you want to hear more commercials? You know, I can just run commercials. Uh, there's other networks that have played music at the top of the hour from like Dear Patriot Friends, uh, like Steve Voss and Jordan Page and others like that. That's a good idea. The problem is that, you know what, the content just gets old. The other problem with it is that if uh, there's ever any late breaking news or whatever that, you know, and you don't have a live host 
or you the host isn't caught up on the news because he's trying to do his show or the host has a guest or anything like that, then you're not getting that late-breaking information either at all. See, but if I've got a guest that I don't want to rebook because something breaks uh, and I still need to go to the restroom or connect with the guest or then that news runs and instantly you're still you're updated on those stories instantly. Right. So there's so much to be said for what we're doing and the way we've got the format. Uh, it's 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 really amazing when you think about it. But if somebody can find a better 24 seven news network. Now, I've even tried to go to like the Family Research Council or uh, the American Family Association, or some of those guys that do a lot of radio. Um, there used to be a group called IRN we used to go to that had news. Uh, but really, there's no news services that are better, that are consistent, that we can count on. Because remember, the last thing is they've got to be willing to cooperate with us. Right? They can't charge us a bunch of money for the news, or we can't afford it. Right? <laughs> so uh, all I'm telling you is it's a complicated dilemma, Chris. Yeah. I don't know how much of uh, my commentary you caught before I got cut off, Sam, but, uh, you know, the information is there. Basically, you were 90- saying, that, hey, beggars, your summary was beggars can't be choosers. You know what? Those who, right. you got to understand right. that we're just doing the best we can, and that that's the way it is. And I, and I agree with your point. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it is a money-making industry, and, and you have to treat it as such. I mean, if the, sometimes the, the the truth is just not financially feasible, unfortunately. And I was just commenting about sometimes I actually tune into NPR as uh, blasphemous as that may sound. I do. And I do it a lot of times for opposition research. And I do it a lot of times because they are 99.9% accurate. It's just that 1% of that rat poison that kills you. <laughs> you know, their conclusion. Yeah, and remember about NPR, too. Remember about NPR, too. They may be liberal in their viewpoints, but they're a lot less partisan than a lot of the groups, too. And they and even though I'm not for government radio, their government commission um, demands they be a little bit more, um, or a little less, I should yep. say, a little more fair, a little less um, partisan. So, yes, they're partisan. liberals all get out, don't get me wrong, but they are a little less partisan uh, than others uh, as well. Yeah. Even NPR a lot of times gets it more right than Fox does, for instance. Yeah, yeah, well, it, it depends. Yeah, like you said, uh, a broken clock is accurate twice a day at least, <laughs> sometimes even more uh, with NPR. But, um, yeah, there, there definitely is there's some bias there. But, you know, I've, I've developed an ability to decipher bias. So I, I, can derive a, a, I can derive a great deal of information from outlets like NPR or any other source, Fox for that matter, or even Senate, CNN. Um, sometimes they are forced to, to tell the truth on issues because it's just impossible to hide. And, um, you know, you just, you, you got to be a good decipher, a good uh, perceiver of, of reality and be able to distinguish the two. Let me give you kind of a point or a, an example to the point you're making about you can kind of detect their bias. If I go to CNN.com right now, I just type that into my uh, browser CNN making loot, making news, latest news and video. They say the hot, the top headline says live updates Ukraine training or I'm sorry, trending Alex Murdoff, severe turbulence, Billy Eilish, Ohio train, drag shows, podcast, five things. Europe will start charging. Per entry in 2024, passport, check, itinerary, check, 
you can live on a cruise ship for 30k a year all right now i can just look at that and i can instantly start to kind of break that down and say what are they talking about the first analysis i would have is 90 percent of that news is pablum it's worthless um you know i'm not saying it's not neat that you can take thirty thousand dollars a year and live on a cruise ship i'm not saying that's bad but tell me how that's really news <laughs> tell me how that's really you know what that man that just all of a sudden is late breaking the who what when where why how of the story that's really covered in that right so see cnn has this agenda they probably get cruise lines to pay them and then they tell you hey you can live inexpensively on a cruise line let's now do uh, an expose on cruise lines and promote cruise lines and whatever yeah, you can do it for 30K, but then they'll also lock you down to the cows, come home and kick your butt right off if you got the cocoa, right? So, see, that's what I mean. You got to really look at this and say, what's news and what's not? Um, you know, finding out about the train derailment. Look, it's a horrible event. Okay, but Joe didn't show up. Donald did. Donald took advantage of that opportunity. But at the end of the day, look, if toxic hazardous materials have been spilled what the government's responsibility is is to be candid and clear and transparent to the american people what the government needs to do is honor contracts and make sure that if you did distribute or that hazardous waste in a way that wasn't intended like spillage like a breach of okay then you've got to have that company come to the table with the fix or the remedy or the solution per the contract and you got to do it transparently right but see, no one's talking about those things. We're talking about handling out or handing out Trump water and the fact that Joe was remiss and not even there. We're not talking about the solution to the problem, Chris. No, we're not. We're sensationalizing what we're doing, if that's even a word. And that's what people seem to be content with. You know, we've taken sides and we've dug in our heels. And we've decided that, you know, we're going to make a game of this. We're going to make it entertaining for ourselves. Uh, I don't look at it that way, and I know you don't look at that look at it that way, Sam. I take this very serious because this is literally life and death in some circumstances. Those poor people uh, in East Palestine, Ohio, I mean, th- their property value will eventually, you know, if, it's, if, if this contamination is not reversible, their property values could go to near zero because their land may be uninhabitable because of the water table being contaminated with this vinyl chloride crap. And I know a little bit about this. I don't know if you wanted to go off on this angle. We, I actually well, live I, I, I do. I do. And I'll tell you why, because no one's okay. talking about the details of this. Look, if it's really that hazardous to where people are getting sick everywhere, then you need to be candid and tell people transparently how um, damaging and dangerous it is so they can temporarily leave their homes. You see, and on Liberty Roundtable Live, we talk about how to prepare and stay home, how to prepare if you need to leave your home. Okay, there's ways to deal with this, but to lie to the people and let everybody get sick and avoid responsibility isn't the answer, Chris. See, that's what I'm talking about. CNN doesn't dig into any of this. They're too busy telling me about a cruise ship. Listen, November 1st, 2023, you've got eight months to get your passports, your vaccinations together. Oh, wow. And your working abilities in order. $30,000 a year. You can travel the world for a three-year stint on this incredible ship. Yeah. Yeah, sounds expensive or whatever. Yeah, yeah well, life somebody, at sea cruises. 
Life and Sea Cruise is what it's called. You can get on the Gemini for three years, so thirty grand a year per person, so ninety grand for the world tour, my friend. That you can do, Chris. And okay, they're talking about that, and you and I are going. Wait a minute, people are getting sick because they're not being told the truth about the real impact of the crisis created by, I would say, your government in bed with these big corporate railroad interests. And they're all covering it up, and we're talking about yeah. Donald water. When we get back, I want Chris to break this down more because uh, he says he knows a little bit about it. Let's hear it. Let's do it. This is hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use talk radio. And by the way, the bottom of the hour, let's see how relevant the news is, shall we? We'll do it in seconds on your radio. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Jeremy Scott. The U.S. and Germany are calling on Russia to end its war against Ukraine. President Biden met with the German chancellor at the White House yesterday to discuss ongoing support for Ukraine. He says Germany is doing its part. You help Ukraine meet its basic needs like food, health, heating, and uh, you continue to give them maintain the pressure on Putin and uh, it is undercutting his ability to fight this war. Biden says Russia's invasion has pushed countries closer to NATO. Chancellor Olaf Scholz said Moscow is a very dangerous threat to peace and that allies need to stand with Ukraine for as long as necessary. Meanwhile, Attorney General Merrick Garland made an unannounced trip to Ukraine, holding several meetings with President Zelensky and international partners to reaffirm the U.S. commitment to hold Russia accountable. Severe storms across the southern United States are blamed for at least 10 deaths. Many were caused by high winds that collapsed trees and submerged vehicles in floodwaters. More than 14 million people were under high wind warnings yesterday. Over 650,000 homes and businesses in Tennessee and Kentucky are still without power. A new report says weather disasters around the USA are becoming more expensive. Last year, the country experienced 18 weather disasters in which the damage topped $1 billion. This according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. The big part of that big bill, Hurricane Ian, which accounted for nearly $113 billion all by itself. It was by far the costliest disaster of the year. Coming in second, the western and central drought and heat wave at about $22 billion. And it's not just money. Last year, those $18 billion disasters claimed nearly 500 lives. I'm Richard Johnson. Actor Tom Sizemore, who became famous for his roles in films, including Saving Private Ryan, has died at 61 after suffering a brain aneurysm. This is USA News. Non-attorney spokesperson ad sponsored by Open Jar Concepts. Attention veterans and active duty military. If you were issued earplugs between 2002 and 2016 and were diagnosed with hearing loss or ringing in the ears, you may be entitled to compensation. The manufacturer of these military earplugs recently paid $9.1 million to resolve claims that their earplugs were defective, potentially exposing service members to damaging sound levels that could have resulted in hearing loss or tinnitus. If you or a loved one were issued earplugs and were diagnosed with tinnitus or hearing loss, don't wait. You fought for this country. And our attorneys want to fight for you. Call 800-958-2145 now for a free legal consultation and to see if you may be eligible to file a claim. Time restrictions may apply, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. So call 800-958-2145 now. Again, 800-958-2145. 
That's 800-958-2145. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Carlson talking about the spill. What's this thing? It's a uh, very interesting biblical name, too, right, Chris? Yeah, East Palestine. <laughs> it reminds you of Palestine, the, the the country that Israel took over in 1948 and proceeded to go from village to village, murdering innocent men, women, and children, throwing them in wells, and trying to avoid uh, the Red Cross. And the Red Cross finally caught up with them and realized that this uh, atrocity, these atrocities were occurring. But even to today, they have Israel has not been able to eradicate the Palestinians from the state of Palestine, which is a legitimate sovereign state that I think should be recognized by the United Nations. Anyway, that's kind of a sideline, but that but we're talking about the United States of America in this case, East Palestine, Ohio. <clears throat> I don't know if there's any relation as far as the name is concerned, but I do, and I don't know a whole lot about the spill. I do know that vinyl chloride is toxic. Obviously, people are getting sick, they're getting headaches. And the problem is that it, that it contaminates the groundwater. And I have a little bit of personal experience with this because my father, in the 1980s, uh, purchased some property where a train derailment actually occurred. But in this case, it wasn't vinyl chloride that was spilled. It was actually, uh, and, and there may be some of this in, in the case of East Palestine, Ohio, but it was diesel fuel that was spilled uh, into a, a local waterway and as well into the ground. And growing up, I remember pumping water because we would pump. Uh, there there were no uh, utilities where, where my father owned this property. He was completely off the grid. It was really cool. He's since uh, uh, sold the land, and he's passed away himself. But there was literally diesel fuel in the groundwater. I mean, you could go hundreds of yards away from the incident of this train derailment that had occurred uh, approximately 20 years before my father purchased the property. And you could uh, pump water out of the ground, and you would look at it, and you would see an oil slick on the top. Now, if we, we had been wise, we would have filtered our water. We did not, Sam. So maybe we're suffering some irreversible effects from me in my teenage years growing up drinking that water. And there, there was an incident, by the way, as I recall, and I didn't do any investigation on this, but it sounds very much that it potentially could be linked to this train derailment. There was a, a baby that I remember right down the river from this derailment who had died in his infancy. And I wonder if maybe that had something to do with the, uh, the groundwater contamination of diesel fuel. So what happens, yeah, so based on chem the chemistry that I understand, uh, chemicals, and this this has to do with all chemicals. It doesn't matter if it's uh, uh, vinyl chloride or diesel fuel or whatever. They will disseminate through once once they they get into the groundwater. They will spread. That's just the nature of chemicals, and uh, they're never going to get this stuff out of the water within our lifetime. And I don't know what the half life uh, for decomposition for vinyl chloride is. Uh, I could probably do a little research and find out, but it's probably hundreds, if not thousands of years before that's going to decompose. So that land, that property is going to be worthless, you know, within maybe 100, mi 100 miles, within two or three miles of that train to remember. Their property is probably going to be worthless because they're not going to be able to use it for anything. They're probably not going to be able to grow crops on it because of the contamination. They're, they're certainly not going to be able to extract water from the ground 
because that's going to be contaminated. So who knows? There you have it. And I, and I bring this up because, look, they know how bad it is. You can literally do tests very quickly on water, Chris. You can do tests very quickly on ground contamination. They can literally write up a report and tell you how dangerous it is to be in that locale, to drink the water, to be in the locale, to, to live on the ground, to breathe the air, to, to do all these things. They can really do their due diligence with the right labs and the right people and the right uh, on-site testing and everything else to give clear, concise, transparent reality check on things. And you know what? I would rather have the government tell me, listen, this place is unsafe. Uh, now, I don't want the government to force me to leave. Uh, but I want the government, I want, you know, somebody to clearly tell me, hey, and whether it be the government, whether it be the the uh, railroad group with a third party uh, confirmed lab results, et cetera. In other words, there's ways to get transparency. Uh, and I want them just to flat out tell me, and if, if my life's in danger in any way, I want that train company or whatever, the railroad that had that spill, to help me not be there. And yes, that's expensive. And you say, well, we can't afford that. Well, at some point they have insurance. At some point it can be afforded. At some point, because there's a risk reward analysis, okay? And and, and I, if I'm individually expected to do that for my, for example, my motor vehicle insurance, um, then they, okay, these companies have ways. And they need to take care of those who need to leave. And if you have to leave your home for six months or declare your home destroyed because it's just too toxic for too long, we're going to have to deal with those things. But I don't hear any transparency, any guidance, any clarity about the reality on the ground and what people ought to be doing or should consider. What options do they have? Is there anybody that's put together an analysis like that? Because I don't see one, Chris. I just see you can drink Donald water. Well, for how long do you get Donald water? Tell the, you know, how many ever bottles he dropped off are gone? Joe's just absolutely absent, remiss, not even there. Now, I'm not saying that Joe should fix it. I'm not saying it's a federal government issue at all. But I'm making a point. Everybody's looking to not answer solutions. Aren't I bringing more reality and more accountability, more transparency, uh, more opportunity and solution to the table than anybody you've heard so far with just my little commentary on this? You certainly are, Sam, as usual, and I commend you for doing so. Uh, But you're not going to find much. Uh, They want Donald Trump to be there. (laughs) They don't want Joe Biden. They want everything associated with uh, death and destruction to be associated with conservatism. Um, but I, I don't think there is anything. There, there is no accountability as far as the reversal of the contamination. I think that area is going to be a ghost town for the foreseeable future. I don't think you can clean up a spill. Just like, you know, that, that water after 20 years after that train had derailed and spilled massive amounts of diesel fuel. I mean, you could go hundreds of yards away from from the epicenter of that crash and still pump water out of the ground that had diesel fuel in it. And I suspect there's probably a lot more vinyl chloride because diesel fuel is uh, confined to just one car on the train, whereas this vinyl chloride was in several uh, tankers on that train. So we probably well, the problem have... is The problem is, too, the longer you leave it and don't take real corrective action... And I don't know what action they've taken as part of the problem, but I know this, unless you get quick action fast, over time it gets worse, not better, Chris. Yeah. No, you have to find a way to sequester, if, if it's even possible, to sequester the spread 
of that vinyl chloride in the groundwater. Otherwise, it will literally spread for miles underground, and it will continue to contaminate until it, it reaches the point where it diminishes. It's called the, the point of diminishing uh, expansion. It's it's a chemical term uh, where it basically just stops. There's no right. longer critical enough mass for it to continue to spread. It has to do with anyway. the density of the contamination. Yeah, so, it yeah. also has to do with the, the ground that it's in. In other words, there's a lot of factors about how the soil and how far it can transmit or uh, disperse oh, and all yeah. this kind of stuff. Yes, and, whether there's, there's aqueducts. Right. Yeah, there could be aqueducts that travel for hundreds of miles, in which case then, then you have a major problem on your hands. because Well, then and I'm afraid miles. that's what they might have, Chris, and that's why they don't want to create the transparency and accountability on this thing. No, um, they they want to just let people get sick as they do. And, and, you know, 20, 30 years later, they'll say, golly, we ought to create some kind of a compensation fund for the sufferers of this uh, disaster. You know, it's kind of like the Chernobyl and some of these other disasters that are massive. And stuff. how do you handle those things? And in my opinion, they handle them by making sure that, look, how well did they vet this chemical uh, what uh, traveling? potential disaster how well do they vet that you know comparing the likelihood versus how much insurance you got to have versus right on down the line how well did they prepare for this and i'm going to say this very clearly this eventuality because you know ladies and gentlemen if you have a vehicle transmitting this kind of stuff you know at some point there will be a breach right okay it's not when eventually it will happen eventually moving Mm -hmm. vehicles will crash We'll have a problem. Yeah. We'll collide. We'll whatever the case may be. No matter how careful you are, no matter how you know that eventually it will happen. So how well did we prepare? What kind of insurance do we have in place? What kind of a system do we have set up? What kind of contractual obligations undergird this? Did we do well enough or not? Well, you know what? This transparent analysis, what I would do about this, Chris, would be called a SWOT analysis. Are you familiar with those? Yep. All right. I would do a SWOT analysis on the reality here, and I would okay. do a SWOT analysis on now that it has happened. Let me write this down because you got to remember this. Now that it has happened, it will happen again, Chris. Okay, mm-hmm. and when it does, what are the what's the threat assessment? What's the risk reward analysis? What are the opportunities? What are the what are the okay? You got to look at all that stuff, all of it. All right, we're gonna come back. We got a whole lot more to cover. Sam Bushman, Chris Carlson. Um, we're going to have Peter the Scoop Stanton join us second hour as well. Long story, he had to take his daughter to sell Girl Scout cookies. Imagine that. All right, hang tight. Liberty Round Table Live. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an immigrant. 
Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Moving along to hard-hitting news the network refused to use, as always, on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the headline for the Ohio train derailment. My headline says this, Ohio train development, I'm sorry, Ohio train derailment, reality check on the train wreck. Uh, There you have it. Um, I don't know if it's a perfect headline, but uh, look, are people really... Resolving this in the best way for the people. I mean, all I hear from the mainstream press is, hey, Joe didn't show up. Um, Donald's taking advantage of the situation for political brownie points. Uh, It's toxic there. People are getting sick, don't know what to do. And golly, um, I don't really know. I'm sure there's behind-the-scenes efforts to do something about it, but I don't see a clear, concise answer. If it were me, I'd want somebody. I'd I'd probably pick up stakes and get out of there for my family and my health's sake. And I may lose money, and it may cost me a lot of money. But I almost would be forced just to leave permanently, Chris, if there's no other solutions in place. Yeah, so the, the further on we get in this, uh, this crazy world in which we live, Sam, the, the more I realize that we're going to have to get on our knees to find answers. There, there, there will be no answers within our power to solve problems. The only answer, of course, will be to get on our knees and repent and ask Heavenly Father to heal our land. And that is scriptural. I think that's in Isaiah um so but that we're we're not even close to that point we're we're in states of denial we treat politics as sporting events and we do not turn to our creator for the solutions and eventually there there will be nowhere else to turn and we're going to see you know who is and who is not a true christian at that point so that that's all i can say i concur uh, i agree completely i would also say this though folks you know what if you expect the government to bail you out and save your life and take care of you all the time when these things occur it's a sad day. It's not going to happen. And oftentimes the government plays, uh, in, in my opinion, protector to these big corporations, railroads and others, giving them special privilege at the lot of where you don't stand a chance. Your only chance to protect your health and your family is to get the heck out of Dodge when that happens. And that's my point about preparedness is you need to prepare if you're forced to stay home. Uh, there's people in the uh, country now in Southern California in the mountains um, who are stuck because it's 
10 feet of snow on the ground, buddy, and they can't even leave their houses. There's also people in the train derailment, you know, the train wreck, reality check. They, in my opinion, should leave. They're forced to leave. Maybe not by force, but by, hey, I wouldn't want to stay there and put my health at risk. I'd get out of Dodge as quick as I could and have my family go somewhere else. I really would. And I would find another place to rent and move somewhere else. And you know what? I'd try to bring peace back in my life. But you can't count on the government. And so you've got to prepare if you're forced to leave or prepare if you're forced to stay to the best of your ability. Now, am I all the way prepared? No, I'm not. i got a lot of work to do, too. It's hard. It's expensive. It's difficult. There's a learning curve. It's, it, but you know what? This is what we got to be working on, people. All right? And this is why we say this is Solutions Radio. Who's giving you this comparative in the news right now like we are? The snowstorm's forcing folks in Southern California to stay. The train wreck's forcing people to leave. Preparedness is key. Now, I bring that up, and then they say, see, this conspiracy nut thinks there's going to be a catastrophe, and he's telling people to hoard food and get all crazy. And uh, No, I'm not. I'm just telling you reality is, hey, we've got to be reliant upon God. And we need to become self-reliant to the best of our ability. We need to practice provident living. We need to work at this a little bit at a time. But where's the education on this? Where's the support for this? All there is is ridicule. I do that, and they're like, yeah, the guy over there is back crazy. Uh, nutcase, uh, he thinks that the end of the world's coming. Uh, he's a religious fanatic, and he's telling people to pray and prepare. And wow, uh, what a whack. Um, why don't you watch the Super Bowl perversion uh, sex-driven uh, Satan fest instead and okay this is what we're talking about all right anyway yesterday we had on Dr. Scott Bradley with me we also had on Peter Stanton who does a show on this radio network called 75 radio and we talked about dueling CPAC events and club for growth events are highlighting the divide within the GOP Trump is the keynote speaker at CPAC and pretty much CPAC has kind of become the Trump fest Ron DeSantis and uh, Mike Pence skipped the event. They went to Club for Growth, the deep state fundraising organization. Neither seemed like the solutions to me. But CPAC 23 was in D.C. Why would they go to D.C. for that? I don't even know. But yet then my question is this. Who's speaking? Why are we only hearing from government insiders? Everybody's speaking is either elected or has been elected or was elected or they're trying to be elected. We're not hearing from the people. When are the bureaucrats and politicians going to sit down and listen to us? Right? The claim is that the conference is the largest and most influential gathering of conservatives in the world. Now, think about that claim. That's a big claim. Well, just so you know, at the height, they've had about 11,000 people that have attended. But uh, I believe they're on the downhill slide. They only had about five to 7,000 people as the best estimates we have so far for CPAC. But 2023 is the beginning of the end of CPAC. Conservatives are looking for a new direction and fresh leadership. And Trump and Schlapp are not it, says Joel Skousen, worldaffairsbrief.com. Chris? Yeah, so Schlapp has been caught up in a, a sex scandal. So, you know, he's a typical uh, political type, you know. They they want to make sure that people are caught up in sex scandals so that they can uh, use it against them if they need to. <laughs> I don't know the details on that. Um, but it is a divided Republican Party, as Joel Skousen points out. Uh, and why you would have two major conservative political events going on at the same time is beyond me. You've got the Club of Growth, as you pointed out, and then CPAC. 
Um, and then some, some major politicians like Ron DeSantis, like Chris Sununu, like Mike Pence, Tim Scott, they attended the Club for Growth, while Donald Trump uh, is the main participant in CPAP. But a, a lot of other um, political types that are conspicuously absent from CPAP, CPAC, I'm sorry, I'm pronouncing that wrong, are Mike Pompeo, who ha- has uh, indicated that he might uh, vie for the Republican nomination for president, Glenn Youngkin, uh, Republican from Virginia, uh, former governor, uh, or maybe current governor, Kevin McCarthy, was a neither Club for Growth uh, or CPAC. And Rona McDaniels, the uh, Republican National Committee chairwoman, did not show up for either the Club of Growth or for CPAC. So what's going on there, Sam? And, it, and Joel Skousen points out that it is a divided party. They do have an identity crisis. He quotes the Washington Examiner uh, where they say the CPAC absences underscore a divide within the Republican Party as the GOP contends with this identity post-Trump crisis trying to hold on to his hardline base while attempting to make overtures to more moderate conservatives and independents. My commentary on that, and that was the Washington Examiner that Joel Skousen quotes in his brief, I say the GOP does have an identity crisis. This is what happens when you tie your hopes to a lesser of two evils strategy. Uh, So conservatives in America are really in a state of confusion. They don't know where to turn. Is it Ron DeSantis? Is it Donald Trump? Is it one of the lesser-known candidates that will most likely be vying for uh, the nomination in 2024, like Mike Pence or Tim Scott? But it's all based on this lesser of two evils strategy, Sam, that we've talked about so extensively in the past. You cannot rely on the lesser of two evils. True freedom only comes when you admit that both of the emperors have no clothes. And when I say both of the emperors, I'm talking about both in the Democrat and the Republican Party, and I should probably say all of the emperors in this case. There are none of them who are speaking conservatively, and those who are will never get the airtime to be recognized generally by the general populace. So I say liberate yourself from this this bird of prey politics. Turn the train around. Speaking of trains, if we want to use that analogy, turn the train completely around. Don't just... Be content with slowing the speed with which the train is heading toward the cliff because under both scenarios, whether you get Donald Trump, DeSantis, or I talk about the possibility of um, uh, California Governor uh, Gavin Newsom potentially running. But my prediction, if you want my prediction, I predict that, uh, and I know uh, DeSantis has not declared his – willingness to vie for the Republican nomination for presidency, but I believe that he eventually will. Obviously, he wrote a book. Um, he's done everything but announced that he will be running in 2024. I, I predict he will win, and I predict that he will be worse than Donald Trump, that all of these promises of conservatism and you know changing this, that, and the other, nothing of the sort will occur, and the people will buy it up, hook, line, and sinker, just like they bought Donald Trump in 2020. Uh, so 16. you think Rick DeSantis will run and will be president Ron in 24? Yeah. Ron DeSantis, yep. I mean. That, Sorry. That's Ron my DeSantis, prediction. Yes. Now, a okay. lot of people say, and then, and then Joel says, well, yeah, there's computer computer fraud. 
Uh, let me just read what Joel says about DeSantis. The establishment is both supporting DeSantis financially and weakening him and encouraging a host of other rhino Republicans to enter the field and water down his support. We will see whether the establishment really wants DeSantis to win or whether they are supporting him only to discourage Trump. I think they, they and, and you know this as well as I do, Sam, the, the media always sends mixed, mixed messages, so they always have plausible deniability. If he wins, I'll say, well, we didn't want him to win. You know, look, look at how we encouraged uh, all of these other candidates uh, like Mike Pence, Tim Scott, uh, Chris Tanunu. Uh, we talked about Vivek Ramaswamy, Ramaswamy, sorry. Anyway, so they always send mixed messages. So whatever the, uh, the narrative that they want to sell, they can have proof to show that, yeah, we really weren't supporting uh, Ron DeSantis. And if they want to change the uh, narrative to, yeah, we did support uh, DeSantis, they will cite the fact that uh, several very high-profile donors like TikTok investor Jeff Yoss, and he goes into detail about who Jeff Yoss is, is giving millions of dollars to Ron DeSantis. And Ken Griffin, another uh, billionaire supporter, former supporter of Obama, is giving millions of dollars to conservative, so-called conservative Ron DeSantis. That doesn't make any sense. All right, let, me, can let, me give you, let me give you a key to the kingdom. Are you ready? Yes. All that complications, we don't know the answer, whether somebody's deep state or not, deep state or not whether they want them to win or not, really behind the scenes or not. But there's one telltale sign. This is why I call it the keys to the kingdom. If they are promoted through the media to become a household name, and before you didn't really know about them, so unless you lived in Florida a few years ago, nobody knew who Ron DeSantis even was. Okay? Mm-hmm. And most people, even in the state of Florida, don't even know who their governor is. So for the most part, no one knew who Ron DeSantis was at all. Now he's a household name. If they take oh, yeah. a no one, if they take a no one and put them on the national stage and turn them into a household name or a popular figure, it is not by accident. Hmm. It's by design. It's- and it's by design for their agenda, whatever that agenda is with them, okay, to destroy the country mm-hmm. in spite of them, to destroy the company with them, or the country with them, without them, to ridicule them and destroy the country, whatever it is, they are using that person that they have promoted for their destroy America agenda. You can be sure of that, Chris. Absolutely. And people don't see that, although it's the elephant in the room. They need to open their eyes and recognize every mainstream candidate is promoted by the media, whether negatively or positively. It doesn't matter. They're still promoted. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hour one of the can, hour two coming up. Man, have we got a lot to cover. Los Angeles County scrubs 1.2 million names from their voter rolls thanks to the incredible work of judicial watch the gateway pundit with that piece god bless them all for that and there's the proof that there's election integrity concerns we stand vindicated god save the republic Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. 
All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues for March 4th in the year of our Lord, 2023. The goal to promote God, family, and country, to protect life, liberty, and property, to highlight due process, the separation of powers, and the way to return to God, family, and country. That's who we are. That's what we do using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. Chris Carlson still with me. And I want to talk about this story really quick, a couple of stories with Chris, before we introduce our second guest for the hour. Shame, deep state operative Kevin McCarthy lied, flat out lied to the American people, ladies and gentlemen. A key Republican lawmaker, he's Representative Barry Latavolt. He's a Republican of Georgia. He's the chairman of the House Administration Subcommittee on Oversight said Fox News' Tucker Carlson does not have unrestricted access to the tens of thousands of hours of January 6th um, Capitol footage of video. He does not. The Epic Times with this piece. The lawmaker speaking out boldly. He says it's basically controlled access to be able to view tapes. You can't record can't take anything with you he told the hill newspaper so now i got double sources the hill and the epic times i've got a lawmaker saying look he did not get access like you think he got view only can take nothing with you access so kevin flat out lied and we don't have access to anything at all it was a deep state play and the media helped the coup occur it's a tragic shame. Shame on Tucker for not blowing the whistle on this. Uh, the Epic Times and The Hill and Liberty News Radio teaming up to tell you the truth. Chris, what's your analysis? Yep. Kevin McCarthy, the amazing, shrinking conservative politician. It turns out he's a Democrat in Republicans clothing, which we knew, Sam. Did we not predict this? I mean, we oh, yeah. We told you he was deep state from the start. Don't trust him. Don't let him become ah. speaker. And Donald begged him to become speaker. And, 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 and even Enoch or whatever, Green, what's her name? Enoch? Not Enoch Green. Green. No, what's her name? What's her last oh. name? Green. Oh, Marjorie Taylor Green. Marjorie Taylor Green advocated. The Donald advocated for Kevin. But it's all a complete failure. Shame on Kevin. Shame on Tucker yep. and everybody else who's not blowing the whistle. And absolutely. Uh, the only one doing what's right about this, in my opinion, is Mike Lindell, and Mike is threatening to sue Kevin McCarthy because the footage uh, promise has become nothing but a deep state sham. There you have it. Good for Mike Lindell. Shame on the rest of these clowns. Well, that's for sure. Give Sam, give Tucker Carlson the benefit of the doubt. He may come clean on this. He may. I he doubt can't. he will. He, he can't. can't. He, he, but he can expose the fraud of the whole situation can you not Uh, kind of he can talk about the restrictions tell the american people that this is this is not what kevin mccarthy promised you kevin mccarthy is in breach of his agreement with the american public and he needs to come clean i doubt um, tucker carlson will do that i hope he does i will give him the benefit of the doubt however all right well time will tell but it's been days and he hasn't done it yet so i don't know how long you'll give him the benefit of the doubt but uh i hope i don't die first (laughs) All right. (laughs) Doctor. I don't know how to say this doctor's name. It's Y.I. is her first name. Dr. Yai? Or Yi? I don't want to say Yi because Y.E. is Yi, and that's, that's, uh, you know, 
Kanye, and this is Yai or Yi. Anyway, Meng Ying Yen, she was on Tucker Carlson. She's a Chinese physician, and she now confirms with the Gateway Pundit and what Liberty News Radio has been saying the whole time, especially on Liberty Roundtable. Uh, here's the deal. COVID was released intentionally by the Communist Chinese Party. Joe Hoffa, the Gateway Pundit, has the piece. Now, the reason I bring this up, though, is because um, we've told you even the, whatever you want to call it, deeper origins of this COVID than even the Communist Chinese Party um, leaking it intentionally from a lab. Look, it was created in labs in the United States in the beginning, folks. The gain-of-function research started here with Fauci and others at the helm. And it started at a military facility in, in what, North or South Carolina, one of the two, I can't remember. Uh, and basically, UNC basically, Chapel Hill. All right. What happened, though, is then we got scared, so we farmed it to the Ukraine and to China and to other places. So if anything went wrong, we wouldn't get our hands dirty. Now we're blaming it on the Communist Chinese Party, which I think they deserve plenty of blame. But we're pretending we don't have any part in that, which is the big lie. No one's doubling down hard on that reality check like we are either, Chris. No, including the mainstream, including I heard a, a blip from um, uh, one of the mainstream. I won't even mention his name. I can't remember off the top of my head anyway, but uh, where the, the mainstream media, including the view, they talked about it. But, you know, their, their emphasis wasn't the fact that uh, three or four intelligence agencies determined that, in fact, the uh, Wuhan lab theory is plausible. Instead of uh, emphasizing that, you know what they did? They blamed Donald Trump for causing violence on Asian Americans when he claimed that four years ago, or no, how long ago? Three years ago. <clears throat> Instead of emphasizing the fact that intelligence agencies are now coming to grips with the fact that the Wuhan lab uh, release theory is plausible, they it's they not only plausible, it's probable. The they're admitting now as well. Yeah. And, and I would say this about Asian Americans, though. Look, I'm not blaming Asian Americans for this. What do they have to do with the United States government, Pentagon, military lab, creating gain-of-function researching and getting in bed with Ukraine and the communists in China to develop this? What does the average Joe Asian American have anything to do with that at all? And the answer is nothing. They're as victimized as the rest of us. Now, after 18 months of research, though, Stanford University is now compiled a, quote, harmful language list, ladies and gentlemen, that includes the word American. That's what? right. Yeah. It's now harmful and offensive and dangerous to say the word American. So how dare you talk about Asian Americans like that? You're using terrorist words there, Chris. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it doesn't think things like nuts. that don't surprise me. Yeah. All yeah. right, multiple news Fox hosts could be getting the axe. Yeah, the conservative news brought this story to my attention. Uh, and basically the, the bottom line with this is they just say, hey, <clears throat> ratings aren't going so good for old Fox. And so they're, you know, plus the scandal about uh, the election integrity issues regarding to um, uh, the Dominion voting systems and everything else. And now there's a big bet. So a bunch of Fox news hosts might go in the uh, unemployment line there, Chris. Yeah, well, they can probably be hired by CNN. There's the, the message is pretty much the same both ways. <laughs> yeah, I'd Except hire him. These, these I'd hire actually, him too I if know. I had some money. Not. I know. 
I wouldn't hire him at all, ladies and gentlemen. I would I would use real news reporters and real on the ground uh, citizen reporters and people uh, that who, who understand the principles. Um, if I had the money, that's what I'd promote. All right, Arizona Representative Andy Biggs doing a great job. He, along with a fellow senator, Mike Braun, introduced legislation that would listen recognize America's national debt as a national security crisis and threat. The two lawmakers say that reckless spending, unbalanced budgets, and waste have soared the national debt to more than $31 trillion, and that it's a threat to the security of the United States. Our government's spending spree is unsustainable and inches us closer to defaulting on our debt, they say. It's so bad. The director of the Congressional Budget Office, or CBO, briefed a group of House Republicans behind closed doors on this on Wednesday about the seriousness of the situation. Chris? Well, I would tell Andy Beggs you're about 109 years behind the times, buddy. When uh, the Federal Reserve Act was passed in 1913, they should have passed a similar bill. But except declaring the national debt a national threat, they should have designated the Federal Reserve System as being unconstitutional and as well as being a national threat. And we've been playing that tune, Sam, for the last – since you've been on the radio. And I say to Andy Biggs, well, better late than never, but welcome aboard, buddy. But you got it a little bit wrong. You need to focus on the source of the problem. Don't focus focus on the debt. Focus on the system that did that – that you cannot expand the economy and introduce more money into the economy without creating debt in the process. The two yeah, are so inseparable. Fo- focus on the idea that if you're not using constitutional currency, you're a criminal. And constitutional yes. currency is gold and silver, ladies and gentlemen, and anything else is not legitimate currency. It's fiat, it's bogus, it's unconstitutional, and it's criminal, and it's illegal. And that's the problem is that, look, if all you're going to do is be like, oh, the debt's really bad. Golly, we got to be in less debt. I appreciate that, but you're not going to solve the problem. We've already gotten into so much debt that we'll never even pay off the interest, much less the principal on the thing. So until you call a spade a spade and call a halt to the con game, um, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for Andy Biggs and, and these guys doing something. At least they're saying and doing something. But you're right. It's not enough at all. All right. Our guest... I'm going to introduce right before the break, Peter Scoop Stanton. He's the host of 75 Radio, and that's a weekend show, Saturday nights right after the James Edwards, The Political Cesspool show. And 75 Radio has Walt Urquiu uh, and uh, Peter the Scoop Stanton. They've got an incredible news show. When we get back, though, I've got a, a article that I want both Scoop and Chris to take a stab at. Scoop will be first. I'll highlight the reality of the story and turn it straight to Scoop in seconds on the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. The 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Carlson, Peter Scoop, Stanton, 75radio.org, and yours truly in the roundtable today this hour. And the two topics we're going to discuss are January the 6th and unconstitutional illegal criminal gun control. That's the topic. The first headline says this, the FBI's Washington field office, WFO is what they call it, now affirmed that there may have been undercover officers and mm. confidential human sources inside the Capitol on January the 6th, 2021. That's according to, quote, whistleblower testimony that took place in court, Daily Caller, the only one with the guts to report on this. And by the way, Tucker Carlson is an honorary board member, one of the founders of Daily Caller, so good for him for that. But the uh, bottom line is uh, they're now admitting it. They wouldn't admit this when Congress critters questioned them down, Ted Cruz and others. They wouldn't admit it. Would have, and now in court, based on whistleblower testimony, it's come out factual. And uh, that is a huge, huge problem for the government. Let's start with Scoop on this one. Scoop. Good morning, Sam. Thanks for having me on. If uh, you hear a little uh, noise in the background, it's because I'm at – Chuck E. Cheese. But saying that uh, government agents were inside the cab on January 6th is like saying, uh, I woke up this morning. Um, it's not, uh, January, 6th was a, January 6th was a deep state operation through and through. You have Capitol Police officers opening doors for the people coming in. You got, you got uh, Ray Epps uh, on camera numerous times saying, we need to storm the Capitol. 
and nothing's happened to him. We don't know where's Ray Epps. He hasn't, he hasn't been mentioned in any of the uh, January 6th uh, uh, farce t- uh, committee testimony. Uh, so it's a, it's a deep state operation, and they're trying to cover up, and it blew up in their face. And I was, right. I was in the and You're I was right, and due to whistleblowers, by the way, now, they tried to pretend to not answer and pretend that they can't speak about investigations. But now we're literally in court and whistleblower testimony documenting that, hey, you know what? There were undercover agents there. There's no doubt about it. This is a serious, serious, serious blow for the government, Chris Carlson. <clears throat> yeah, and by the way, hi, uh, Scoop. Good to talk to you. This is Chris Carlson here. So, yeah, I concur exactly with what Scoop just said. <clears throat> I'm not going to run to my TV after the show and expect there to be breaking news. Um, it has been determined that uh, agents provocateur from the government were identified in the January 6th riots. That's not going to happen. This will be quietly swept under the rug, um, <clears throat> probably go through cross course, you know, just to avoid uh, whistle, more whistleblowers bringing attention to it. But it will quietly postpone the trial. They'll they'll do everything to postpone uh, any type of publicity uh, surrounding this reality, and it will nobody will know about it. That's my prediction. I think you're right about that, and I think one of the things that they do is they let a little tidbit leak that makes you incensed. Oh man, they lied and we caught them now. But there's not going to be names. <clears throat> there's not going to be people that can get arrested over this at all. Let me give you some more from the, quote, whistleblower testimony. Ready? Bank of America, BOA, worked with the FBI to investigate customers who made purchases with Bank of America credit and debit cards on and around January the 6th and pushed those who had made gun purchases to the top of the list. That's according to that whistleblower testimony that I just mentioned. Now, listen, the whistleblower is a guy by the name of George Hill. So the whistleblower is named, but the criminals are not named. You see how that works? Now the whistleblower is going to fear for his life, and the thugs uh, who committed these crimes are not named, so they'll be protected, and eventually uh, there'll be um, gag orders and everything else to shut them up. But this whistleblower, uh, in my opinion, a hero, George Hill, He's a retired FBI supervisory intelligence analyst. He testified to the House Judiciary Committee back in February that the BOA gave the trade office or this FBI uh, field office a list of individuals who made transactions in the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia areas between January 5th and January 7th, saying that the company did so of its own volition and without any known legal process, precedent, or demand. Think about that, Pete Stanton. Right, and uh, the thing is, in Virginia, it's a right-to-carry state. The, The county shall issue permits for carry concealed weapons, number one. Number two, we're at a point now where the financial institutions are in bed with the government who are also in bed with the media. So those who uh, want to carry their uh, 
carry firearms according uh, and, uh, and exercise their Second Amendment right, when you do go to that gun store, pay cash. That way they don't have a, a, a transaction, a bank transaction of uh, using your debit or credit card or use cash. And these gun stores better watch out and they better not uh, help the government because they're going to be out of business or they'll be in jail. Chris? Yeah, so it comes down to, you know, we talk about, Joel Skousen talked about this in the brief about gun control. It's not going to come down to whether or not they will come to your home and try to confiscate your guns, you know, through force. It's going to come down to whether or not you will be able to hold a bank account, whether or not you will be able to... uh, access government privileges, whether or not you will be able to function in society as a human being because of this ESG score they've been talking about introducing. So it, it, you're right. Scoop is right. It's, it's the bank. In fact, I think the banks have more power than the government. I think the government's not used, using the banks for their tyranny. The banks are using the government for the bank's tyranny. So yeah, you're going to I think you're they're both using each that. other to foment tyranny. They're also uh, using the media. The media is using it for ratings and to get funding. The government's using it to promote their agenda. This is a quid pro quo between all these organizations. How did the government take over the internet? Government in bed with big tech, in bed with uh <clears throat> government big tech, meaning government meaning the universities and the Pentagon and big tech have, have literally forced this on us and then hey, now they co-opt the media into doing their bidding. Uh, we're seeing these uh, examples everywhere, uh, and right up after the end of the hour, I'm going to double down how they're doing it. It's exactly as Chris told you, but I've got the nuts and the bolts of the implementation we'll talk about, Scoop. Good, because, I mean, we're, we're at a point now where, you know, we got to put money back in the mattress and just live, live off the grid, and I can't wait to uh, uh, retire, move to, well, up in Yondas, New York, and just, you know, just Get, to get everybody off my back. <laughs> Chris? I'm with you, Scoop, except I, my chosen destination is Utah at the current time. I'm not sure. I, I'm kind of averse to the cold. It's probably pretty cold up in upper state New York, but uh, if you can hack it, if you've got plenty of firewood or other fuel to keep you warm in the winters, you know, more power to you, buddy. But, you know, Sam and I, we, we feel the same way. We live here in the Mountain West for the same reason. Uh, the tyranny, I think, is going to be much harsher in the east, you know, the closer you get to Washington. So, you know, get out of the big cities, get out of the uh, the Washington, D.C. area and get somewhere where people are like minded, uh, where you can uh, prepare uh, as far as emergency preparedness, as far as food is concerned. And get away from from the big cities is probably the most important thing that I would say. And that's exactly right about that, Chris. Doing. I think you're right about that, because I, but I don't think it's just Washington, D.C. I think the bigger the city in any case, the greater the regulation, the greater the control, the greater the monitoring, the greater the control grid, the greater the surveillance, the greater the uh, chance for gangs and roving thugs. They love to prey yes. on people, and the more concentrated the people are, the harder it is to stop criminal activity. Uh, look, there's a news uh, a headline that basically said, look, We've crossed the threshold in America now. Did you know that 50% of murders aren't even solved anymore in America now? We have literally wow. fallen to third world status, people. Listen, 50% of the murders in America are not even solved anymore, Scoop. 
that, that's amazing. You know, I'm not surprised whatsoever because the murder rate's going through the roof. Chicago's turned into Mogadishu. And then they, they, you got your veteran uh, police officers uh, leaving the force. They say, you know what, this, this is not for me. Or let me do my 20 and get out. Or those still on the job, they they want to find a, 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 a take position and not, not become a detective. So, anyways, uh, when we get back, we'll talk more about this and whatever Sam has on his agenda. Take away, Sam. Nearly half of the murders go unsolved nowadays, ladies and gentlemen. CBS News, if you want the source. How do you like them apples? Speaking of news, let's see what the bottom of the hour has to say this time, shall we? Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Jeremy Scott. The U.S. and Germany are talking tough on Russia. During a meeting at the White House with the German Chancellor, President Biden said the two leaders are continuing to put pressure on Russia to end the war with Ukraine and strengthen the NATO alliance. Chancellor Olaf Scholz called Moscow a very dangerous threat to peace and that allies need to stand with Ukraine for as long as necessary. Attorney General Merrick Garland made an unannounced trip to Ukraine on Friday holding several meetings with Ukrainian President Zelensky and international partners in Lviv. Severe storms across the south are responsible for at least 10 deaths in five states. Many due to high winds, more than 14 million people were under high wind warnings on Friday. Over 650,000 homes and businesses in Tennessee and Kentucky are still without power. And it's heavy snow in the higher elevations in Southern California. Snow has stranded families in mountain communities that are now running out of food and other essentials. Caltrans crews have been plowing roads around the clock to get some of those passes open. Former South Carolina governor and Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley took the stage at the Conservative Political Action Conference, calling out President Biden and some Republicans for increasing the national debt. We need families who are thriving and confident. But liberals have given them the highest inflation in 40 years and the lowest confidence in history. Haley said she wants an America that she's proud of. The president is awarding a retired Army Special Forces colonel with the Medal of Honor. 58 years after he bore the battle, we honor a true hero of our nation. Colonel Paris Davis. Davis was awarded the nation's highest military award for valor during a ceremony at the White House. Davis was one of the nation's first black special forces officers who risked his life multiple times to save several of his fellow Americans during an ambush in the Vietnam War. Dave Collins reporting. This is USA News. Non-attorney spokesperson ad sponsored by Open Jar Concepts. Attention veterans and active duty military. If you were issued earplugs between 2002 and 2016 and were diagnosed with hearing loss or ringing in the ears, you may be entitled to compensation. The manufacturer of these military earplugs recently paid $9.1 million to resolve claims that their earplugs were defective, potentially exposing service members to damaging sound levels that could have resulted in hearing loss or tinnitus. If you or a loved one were issued earplugs and were diagnosed with tinnitus or hearing loss, don't wait. You fought for this country. And our attorneys want to fight for you. Call 800-958-2145 now for a free legal consultation and to see if you may be eligible to file a claim. Time restrictions may apply, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. So call 800-958-2145 now. Again, 800-958-2145. 
That's 800-958-2145. So CBS News calls it a coin flip. Nearly half of U.S. murders go unsolved as cases rise. They say crime without punishment. CBSnews.com. I'm not a fan of CBS, but I'm telling you right now, they're telling you the truth on that as our society continues to spiral uh, downwards. The only answer is God, family, and country, folks. But check this out as uh, both Scoop and... Chris mentioned, you know, uh, this is a planned agenda to take away your guns. They're not going to really come to your door to do it. They don't need to. Okay? They're going to go ahead and manipulate through the um, uh, manipulation of your rights. And they're going to do it through all kinds of ESG examples. Okay? So listen to this to make the point. Discover Financial Services, that's Discover Card, has now joined a coalition of companies that intend to track firearm and firearm-related purchases at gun stores. The program will begin in April, and Discover joins Visa, MasterCard, and American Express, so all of them, in the initiative. And the announcement follows the, quote, International Organization for Standardizations, they call it ISO, and their decision to approve a specialized merchant code to tag firearms stores that process credit and debit card transactions. Reuters with this piece. Okay, think about that now. Chris, we'll go to you first. Think about that. <clears throat> They're going to track all okay. your sales now with a special code. Then what's after so, that what? is my seeding question, Chris. Yeah, so knowing that that's coming, we, we have an opportunity to prepare mentally uh, and physically. So right now, if uh, a bank were my, the bank that I do my banking business with were to say, well, you know, Mr. Carlson, we noticed that you purchased some uh, ammunition for your firearms. And because of that, we don't think that your ESG score is high enough for us to continue providing services to you. And then every bank that I go to then would be on board, like you said, Visa, MasterCard, Discover. All of these, I mean, they're, they're basically controlled by BlackRock, the same in, in, in these other uh, investment uh, umbrella companies. So you're not going to be able to escape this matrix. So I, I'm asking people right now to prepare mentally, prepare physically, to have to hunker down and to go off the grid because that's exactly where we're going. I'm willing to do that because to me the battle for freedom is important enough to make a few sacrifices, I think that I'll be able to get through it. But even if I die by starvation in the process, I will still stand for my right to uh, exercise my Second Amendment. Uh, Scoop, what do you have to say about that? Well, the credit card companies and the banks want to track all your purchases. You have your credit cards, now you have your debit cards uh, connected to your checking account and with the Visa logo. So I don't know if Visa is checking my uh, credit union uh, purchases through my debit card. I, have, I buy gas and uh, adult beverages. America is moving into a cashless society. 
you know, more people, some places take credit debit card as opposed to cash. So, and this was all drawn out from a movie about 20 years ago called Freedom of Fascism with uh, famed movie producer Aaron Russo. So, like you said, hunker down, make preparations, move out of the big cities. Unfortunately, I live in Washington, D.C., which absolutely sucks, to put it mildly. All the the big jobs are moving to big cities. Amazon built is building a fortress in Crystal City, Virginia, which is right across the Potomac River looking into Washington, D.C. They could have built it thousands of other places that definitely that need these uh, five- and six-figure jobs. But they purposely built it in Arlington County, Virginia. So another thing uh, you could do is, uh, besides pay cash, is barter. If you know somebody with a good or a service that you need something done, you know, work with that person. Like uh, yesterday at CPAC, uh, I was talking to the nice people at Data Systems. Like, listen, I need to uh, borrow your real estate for a couple hours. I'll uh, put you on blast uh, in terms of advertisement. They said that that will work. Unfortunately, it didn't quite work out. So, but anyways, uh, that's that's what you need to do. You need, you know, it's easy to say think outside the box because now they say it in every corporate uh, uh, training uh, uh, exercise. Think outside the box. Well, Amen to that. To, this uh, you need to go ahead. Scoop. Know, those who have those who have firearms, you know, are they all registered? You, you know, if uh, grandma, grandpa died, or dad passes away, and you you take a hold of his or his or her firearms, um, maybe you you'll, you'll wait a, a little while before you uh, register that with the, the government. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm not I'm not telling you to break the law. Yeah, but, I don't uh, I don't believe in any registrations from the government whatsoever, ladies and gentlemen. I realize that's by force in the criminal enterprise we have today, but it's got to stop. I got an email from GunOwners.org, Eric Pratt and crew. Headline says this, help us destroy the ATF's unconstitutional gun registry. Eric Pratt, Gun Owners of America, ladies and gentlemen. H.R. 1271 is a bill that's been introduced into the House. H.R. 1271, which would eliminate the ATF's illegal national gun registry folks. Back in 2021, Gunners of America uncovered internal ATF documents revealing that the Biden-Harris administration is secretly establishing an illegal registry of gun and gun owner records, ladies and gentlemen. This is criminal. And see, the president should have been arrested. He should have been given a cease and desist and arrested for this. He swore an oath to the Constitution. And now, back in 2021, they did this. It's been two years, and the so-called conservatives did nothing about it. In response to what we uncovered, ladies and gentlemen, says Eric Pratt, Representative Michael Cloud is his name. He has reintroduced the No Registry Rights Act, H.R. 1271, that would rein in the ATF and completely eliminate this unconstitutional national gun registry. This is serious, guys. I'll give you more details, but let's talk about it first. Uh, what do you say to that, Scoop? Well, the ATF is an organization that's just off the chain. Uh, I work with the uh, uh, former federal agent who left the ATF, and because he said he said, "quote they're too they're too crazy," unquote. And he told his wife, "He said if I don't make a home." 
one night. Look at my coworkers. Uh, the ATF has a some sort of mentality, a, a cowboy mentality. They're going after gun owners for whatever reason. And, and, and you know what? We had a federal agent murdered by the Mexican drug cartel because the ATF said to ship guns down to Mexico. What the, what, what the hell is that? They're, they're letting cartels shoot federal agents and do nothing about it. Meanwhile, uh, somebody wanted to exercise the Second Amendment right to protect themselves, protect them homes because the local police can't uh, protect do the job. You know, now uh, now we're criminals. They they make laws to turn ordinary citizens into criminals. Chris, yeah, just ask just ask Randy Weaver. He lost his wife and his son at the hands of one Juan Horiuchi, who is now um, living under an assumed identity. You know, because the the criminal enterprises protect their own. Yeah, I I don't know what more I can add to uh, Scoop's analysis of the situation. Although I would um, facetiously said, say, well, just wait until Ron DeSantis gets into office. I'm sure he will do away with that unconstitutional agency. Wink, wink. <laughs> just like Donald Trump did, right? And all right. of his constitutional. Anyway, yeah, I concur. Amen. Now, this bill is so good. H.R. 1271 by Michael Cloud. Listen to this. The legislation would require the ATF to destroy all records in their databases under the penalty of law. So you got to look in the law to see what the penalties are. They say it would also require preventing gun stores from turning over government records or records to the government in the first place. We're working to dial up as much support as possible to ensure the No Registry Rights Act passes the House but we need you to help us by contacting your representatives and demand over 60 congressmen have signed on, but we got hundreds that still need to. There's also a pre-written letter at gunowners.org where you can add your name to to send to your Congress critter. Gunners America is battling the ATF's unconstitutional gun registry on multiple fronts, and they need your help. In addition to promoting and pushing the no Registry Rights Act. They're also fighting back against the Second Amendment breaches at the court level as well. Quick pause. I've got more on Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. 
Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the legislation would require the ATF to destroy all the purchase records they have in their databases under penalty of law. We're talking about Michael Cloud introducing the No Registry Rights Act, H.R. 1271. Check that out. Now, listen to this last part. The ATF has no business maintaining these records in a digital searchable database that could easily be weaponized against gun owners. And that's what's about to happen. They're getting this database. They will eventually weaponize that data set against we, the people. Chris? But, see, the, the ironic thing about that, that legislation, first of all, it doesn't go far enough. We need to eradicate the agency altogether, along with the Department of Education, Energy, the ATF, EPA. You mean. The BATF, yeah, the Bureau of Alcohol, right. Tobacco, and Firearms. It's an unconstitutional. And, and if okay, so great, you're going to restrict them from from doing what they do, basically violating our Fourth Amendment and uh, our Second Amendment rights. Well, if they don't do that, then what is their function? That is their function. So instead of just preventing them from uh, performing their functions, prevent them from existence under the Constitution. You swore a, a sacred oath. Mike Cloud to do that. So don't go halfway. Go 100% of the way. All right, Scoop, what do you say? Well, I agree, Chris. ATS should be disbanded because if you think about it, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms and explosives. I, I'm, I, I highly doubt they do a lot of this explosive ordinance uh, stuff. But uh, alcohol, they, every state has an alcohol uh, beverage control board. You want to open a bar, sell liquor, you got to go through this thing. Uh, same thing with tobacco. Uh, states like New York heavily tax and regulate tobacco. Uh, in the District of Columbia, you can no longer purchase menthol cigarettes because it affects black people too bad. So that's, that's another thing about the state. It's like uh, you, can't, you can't decide whether to smoke menthol cigarettes or we're going to ban it for you. And then uh, firearms, again, every. The, state, the states regulate uh, the use of firearms. You need to have a permit uh, to, to purchase a, uh, a firearm or carry concealed weapon. So it, it's another loaded agency that's out of control that has no real purpose other than to go, at, go after private business. Right. Now, here's a $54,000 question. We always hear about the uh, DEA, Coast Guard, uh, confiscation of all these drugs. 
Did you ever hear about the ATF confiscating uh, uh, bootleg uh, alcohol or uh, guns? No, we don't. Think about that, folks. All right, there you have it. Uh, it's it, it's rough, folks. They're coming for your guns. And right now, uh, we have leaders at the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association in Illinois on the ground providing a training seminar this very day, backing the 90 out of 102 sheriffs that say that they will not go along with gun control in the state of Illinois. So we're doing all we can to fight it, ladies and gentlemen. But again, we're running on a thin dime. I know I talk about this over and over and over, but, man, we struggle for every penny we get to promote and teach and train and educate to the reality of the gun control criminal activity. Look, they're looking for international gun control as well. The U.N. has uh, an agenda that Biden's doubling down on. Ron Paul highlighting this reality as well. So it's serious, serious business indeed, Chris. Yeah. I'm going to bring, yeah, I, I did read that in the World Affairs Brief, um, and I'm prepared to talk about that. So the U.N., yeah, once the U.N. gets involved, then we will not have any recourse because we don't vote for representation at the U.N. That's the problem. Uh, Rand Paul says the United Nations Small Arms Treaty has been the gun control lobby's crown jewel for decades. They've been waiting for an anti-gun president like Joe Biden to take the White House so they can launch an all-out effort to ratify it in the U.S. Senate. And let me couple that with the fact that Joe Biden is effectively a lame duck president. He will not run in 2024. I, I don't think they, they can run him without him Who being the laughing stock of the world. Uh, Joe Biden, he, he can't run. He barely ran for president in 2020, Sam, you know, with his gaffes and his um, mumblings and incomprehensive, incoherent speech. There's no way. So he is effectively a lame duck president. They're going to get as much out of him in the next two years as they possibly can. So they might just try this. Um, and that, that's the U.N. We have no representation there as individuals. You know, we, we do through the government, but nobody's prepared. Even Rand Paul is not prepared to go up against the U.N. Oh, yeah, he'll give lip service. Jill Skousen talks about about that. Bill, and I, I don't mean to take too much time uh, from Scoop, but he's, let me just read this. The, that battle is coming, so we have to make sure every senator, every Democrat uh, knows that we will hold them responsible if they use the treaty power to undo the Second Amendment, gun rights to America. And I say amen. And it may just work, but, it, you know, we'll have to see. Uh, Scoop? Well, you're absolutely right. The UN, I mean, don't be too surprised that we see uh, uh, blue helmets and uh, white uh, uh, APVs, armored personnel vehicles, uh, on our city streets. Uh, Illinois has some of the toughest uh, gun laws on the planet, and it's the most violent place on the planet. That's another thing to think about, uh, and another reason why to move out of the cities. But, uh, you know, they want to take our guns. That way the, the government can uh, be the only ones with the guns. And also, here's, a, here's another thing to think about. All these politicians, like Joe Biden, over three-quarters of his entire life, he has protection one way or another with somebody with a firearm. He wants to take that right away. Uh, David Hogg, who wants to uh, ban guns altogether, he went to a uh, rally in Washington, D.C. with, get this, armed security. So, you know, uh, re regulation for uh, not for me. So, uh, of course... These people will 
you know, they get the best things in life, and they, you know, we we get stuck with the with the uh, the pittance. You know, we just make enough money just to survive, uh, not to uh, improve our uh, life. Yeah, our life. we make enough money to go to Chuck E. Cheese, don't we, Scoop? <laughs> <laughs> All right, just I thought did. I'd bring that. I got a final good news hey, story to some degree uh, can before I, the end. Can I add? Sam, can I just, uh, I just, I wrote some, can I add just a, a tidbit more about this small arms treaty? Yep. So it is the crown jewel. And this is what I like to say. And I think Scoop kind of uh, hit on this a little bit. If they do come door to door, it will be men and, well, maybe women. I don't know, with blue helmets. Okay. It will have to be foreigners. I don't think that it will be our own citizens. Although I am doubtful that they would do that. And going back to the ESG score, I think that's what they'll do. I think they, they think that they can accomplish their objective by implementing ESG scores, as we have already talked about. So I don't think it will come down to hand-to-hand combat, door-to-door. So anyway, I just wanted to add that real quick. Well, I pray you're so, right. It doesn't come to that, but time will tell. We'll have to keep an eye on the ball. It depends on how much the American people resist. Now, that'll be really one of the telltale reality checks, I can tell you that. But here's the good news to some degree at the end of the hour. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee signed a first-of-its-kind bill into law banning drag shows for children. And uh, he basically says, hey, you can't have these shows in public. Uh, You can't have these shows to children. Uh, All the transgender, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender folks are claiming it's unfair and unkind. And Bill's saying, no, I don't care if it's any kind of adult whatever i don't call it entertainment but there you go any type of adult content we're not letting kids watch it you got it and so the battle's on and good for bill lee i wish our state had the guts to do the same chris okay just a heads up sometimes they set up um you know i'm not saying bill lee is not sincere in his efforts to do away with drag street drag queen story time and similar events, you know, strip teases and stuff like that to corrupt the minds of our children. But sometimes they, they set a state up like this for failure. So the, we'll see what the state uh, Supreme Court in the state of uh, Ohio. Let's see, where's Bill Lee from Tennessee. again? I'm sorry. Tennessee. Tennessee. Sometimes, sometimes they will prime those state Supreme Courts to be ready for such uh, executive orders just for the purpose that they can establish a precedent by striking it down. I'm not saying that's going to happen. And I hope I know this, you're this, right. This, it's a good warning. One thing we yeah. need to remember though, is it all comes back to the will of the people. The courts are afraid of the people. And so is the legislative body. And so is the governor. If we, the people stand in solidarity and say, look, you're not doing this. Okay. We can, we can change the culture city by city, county by county, town by town, state by state. If we, the people stand up and the problem here is if the courts or anybody else has their way and undermines it, as you wisely point out, it means the people are not engaged. Scoop? Why in the world are parents bringing their kids to these events? Like 20, 30 years ago, you heard the term drag queen. You know, it's something you didn't talk about. Now it's all in the open. But parents need to do a better job of parenting, number one. We shouldn't need the courts. We shouldn't need the the government to tell uh, legislation to tell your tell parents don't bring your kids to drag queen anything. Now in DC they have uh, a drag queen brunch for adults. You know everybody knows what it is, and I you know I guess people have fun and it's a good time, it's funny or whatever. But parents don't bring your kids to drag queen 
anything. Amen to that. But I would say this, though. You know what? People don't go to perverted content like that. You know God created male and female. And you know that male and female are supposed to unite and become one uh, and generate, create children. Uh, That's the purpose and plan and family of God Almighty. Anything else amounts to a flat-out perversion of God's plan on earth. Okay? They can criticize me all they want for me pointing out this factual reality check. But God or, God's ordained fundamental traditional family is a man and a woman, legally and lawfully married and produce children and take care of those children. They all have fidelity to each other and to their children, the children to the parents, uh, and this is what creates a family. That's the most stable societal reality we have, Chris. Exactly. That's why they're striking right at the core of the foundation of our constitutional freedoms it is the family because that's where these freedoms and principles are taught you know uh, right along with uh, christianity and uh, we need to protect the family at all costs and i wish i could say that the churches are stepping up to the plate and doing their part but even the church to which you and i both belong sam doesn't seem to be doing a whole lot indirectly yes but not directly addressing the problem of these these drag queen story time things Sad but true, Scoop. We're out of time. Thanks so much, sir. Thank you. Pleasure beyond. Uh, Chris, talk to you later. Yeah, All right, it's a pleasure talking with you, Scoop. Wrap it up for us, buddy. Well, without God, we cannot win, Sam. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we, including you and me, Sam, and Scoop, and everybody else that you have on this show, we need to be engaged in that fight. We're doing the best we can, and we need to have the courage to, to disseminate this information, I had an opportunity yesterday in a faculty uh, break room uh, to talk a little bit about these things. They were talking about conspiracies. And I came in and said, yeah, these are all fun conspiracies, but what about the actual ones that can be confirmed, like the Federal Reserve? And I won't go on too, too much on that, but I will say that uh, we need to be engaged in the fight. So I'm going to sign out off by saying, Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving patriots everywhere, continuing our duty, sir. Thank you so much, my brother. And listen, people, we need your financial support in every way possible. Donate Liberty, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net for the archives. Notes and archives are up on every show. Spread the word, share the love, get on your knees and find out where you're supposed to be. Get up and go to work, will you please? It is God family and country that provides the solutions for the greatest restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. God save the Republic.